You're listening to the Cleveland Comedy Network. My name's Steve Guy, the host of Happy Hour with Steve Guy, where I get to sit down and interview people who are from Cleveland originally or doing very cool things in Cleveland. It's all part of the Cleveland Comedy Network, just like the show you're about to listen to. To keep up to date with all the podcasts coming to the network, go to clevelandcomedyfestival.com slash the network. Hey, welcome to 10 Cent Beer Life. Welcome back to Tencent Beer Life. I'm your host, Kyle, as always, here with my fellas, Brian and Dave. What's up, guys? I hit you guys with the fellas this week. We are fellas. They're the fellas. Fuck, I sound like Dave. I needed to get a glass of water first. Yeah, you too. Just getting all sorts of coughing in my ears. I sound sorry. Ah, whatever. Um... I had a great weekend. What about you guys? That was fun, fun weekend. But yeah, you uh, tell us about your weekend. Shit, you had a, you had a big one. I had uh, I had seven shows this weekend, <sighs> and uh, so seven shows I did, and we uh, here. Hold up, let me mute. My dad's calling. He never calls. Sorry, you talk amongst fine. yourself. That's all yes. good. I I barely did anything, dude. I beat Jedi Survivor, <laughs> um, which is the the new Star Wars Jedi. Barely game did anything. That sounds like an accomplishment. Well, I didn't do it all in one weekend. I just finally beat it. You know. Oh. It it didn't destroy as much of my life as uh, Hogwarts, but it was no. a pretty good chunk of all my free time gone to that. Yeah, I was a bachelor, dude. I went and saw. Well, Allison was in town. We had seats for Gillis, uh, which was super fun. Shane nice. Gillis was fantastic. Uh, it's probably the best theater show I've ever been to. Nice. Um, I've seen Burr, and I've seen Louis C.K. in a theater, and I've probably seen, like, another one. But, like, Shane Gillis was, like, next level uh, funny. Like, he fucking brought it. Uh you know when you like go to those theater shows, it feels like a, uh, like a performance almost. But like, mm-hmm. it still felt like you were in like a comedy club. Like he was kind of just, he was extremely loose and, uh, oh dude, it was a killer show. We swindled some uh, fucking upgrades on our seats, which was tight. Wow. Yeah, dude. How'd you manage that? So the show had started and like the beer lines, uh, were fucking outrageous. So me and Allison said, "Fuck that, let's go to our seats." And then Allison was like, when like the opener's up, she was like, I know you like watch the openers. I'll go get beer once the openers start. So we were sitting in like the second section back, but we were the first set of like, I don't know, stadium seating. But in front of us, there were a row of just like chairs and they were much nicer chairs. They're spaced out a little bit. You had the leg room. Um, so Allison goes, gets drinks. And Gillis is on stage when Allison comes back. And as she's coming back, I see her from, like, the side of my eye. And she walks by and goes to sit down. I'm like, no, go sit in those chairs right in front of us. So we both went and sat in those seats, the nicer legroom seats in the fucking walkway. And then, I don't know, like, 15 minutes later, the people whose seats those were showed up. And the usher, not wanting to interrupt the show or make a stink or whatever, because it was just literally two shows rows back with their nicer chairs, directed them to our old seats. And I was like, it worked. Because I knew they wouldn't make a deal about it. You know, like, whatever, it's dark. They're just like, here, you sit here. And uh, as we left, the people realized that we were in their seats and were, like, giving us these dirty looks. I don't know if the guys next to them told them what happened. But they were happy because my fat wasn't jamming down their legs. You know what I mean? So, like, I did it for everybody. It was a humanity move. Uh, it really was. And uh, But, no, it was a fucking great show, dude. That guy fucking rips. Uh, yeah, it was fun, fantastic. And then, uh, yeah, Saturday I went to some comedy show. I went to John Brown's comedy show in Twinsburg just to check that out and help him fill the room and they filled the room without me being there, which was nice. And then, uh, yeah, 
I got pretty drunk and uh, realized I texted Brian and it was like 2.30 in the morning and he happened to be up. But Yeah, I was up really late all weekend. Yeah, I don't uh, normally do that. I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize how late it was. No, yeah, I'm typically on a, a Friday or Saturday, you can find me awake at 2.30, 3 o'clock usually. Um, but I had Alex Price in town this weekend. He stayed at my place, and he is a, a giant monster physically of a human being with the face of a very small child <laughs> and almost no body hair, but all of the hair on top of his head. He's just gifted in so many ways by the good Lord. Um, and he, we, we were doing shows like that, that we didn't get home until two 30. Those 1130, uh, secret society shows. Those were getting out kind of late, uh, especially the Friday one, just cause you know, the guy who was headlining hilarity is Eddie. Ift. he went and he did a real long set of like early album material, which I then had to follow with like some random bullshit that, I'm you know trying to work on and it, it, it I could not follow his album set with my bullshit. It was yeah yeah it was rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> overall, I like at hilarities. Um, out of the four feature shows I had, three went really well. The Friday Late Show, for whatever reason, just didn't hit that hard. They they weren't there wasn't a lot of tickets sold over the weekend. Um, but like for the most part, the the shows were still fun, except for that Friday Late Show. And then Sunday, like, I, I think we had over 200 there on Sunday. And that I was thrilled for that on a fucking Sunday, especially, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I I'd imagine Mother's Day helped me. More people were willing to come because it is Mother's Day. But I was worried on whether or not that would hurt me. But I think it did help. Solid showing. A lot of my family came um, and the show just went phenomenal. Like it everything that I could have hoped work to work worked, um, sprinkled in some, some kind of newer shit and then figured out ways to work in other stuff like little drummer boy bit. I wanted to figure out a way to make that a seasonal, not just a seasonal bit, but like a, a year round bit. And I think I've done it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I texted you Sunday. You seem to be or to this morning. I was texting you and you seem to be pretty happy about it. You Fucking know? thrilled about it. Dude. My favorite show I've ever done. That's nice, dude. That's fantastic. Yeah. Damn. So it was, uh, I did an hour. Did an hour. Did a full hour. I mean, is that hard for you at this point? No. I mean, I've seen you do an hour before, like no problem. Like I've seen you do an hour, probably a half dozen times at this point. So you got it, but you had your new shit in there too. Yeah, it was like probably forty minutes of newer shit, and then. I did like that bit about the wrestling with the uh the my buddy that stuffs his pants. Um but that was one like that feels kind of older, but I never really got a chance to get it rolling that much cuz I started doing it not long before COVID. Gotcha. Like started doing it kind of regularly. I w- I would throw it out here and there randomly over the years, but never really was able to get it popped the way that I have been able to get it to pop. And then around COVID is when I started actually working it like into club sets and then, you know, naturally shut it down for a while. Um, so I got that one out there and then uh, I, I finished on the drug test story. So those together make up like 20, 25 minutes. So maybe it was like, you know, 35, 40 minutes of the newer stuff about like in-laws and the undertaker and cats and shit like that. Yeah. I imagine it was uh family centric show a little bit, you know, since it was mother day. No, a little. Yeah. A little, I, I've debuted a new bit about my mom. I don't know if I'll keep doing it, but, uh, about the time my mom called Terry Francona, pussy, butt crazy ass. I, I had to open with that <laughs> and it did very well. Cause I, I found out and uncle Don avid listener, uncle Don will love this. Um, my mom didn't know the word fuck existed until college. How does that even happen? Different era, different time. Different era, different time. But like, I I know my grandfather cursed. I don't think he really said the f word. He he probably did behind closed doors or just around guys. But somehow, never said it once in front of my mom. My mom had no idea that the word existed. Yeah, that was like that's like the forbidden fruit of profanity. I mean, 
I think it's very much been surpassed. Sure. There's way worse words. There's way worse words. I mean, you, you can go racial with it, but even racial aside, uh, I think I think cunt is now like the, the gold standard for non-racial curse words. Um, but you could also just get like super descriptive words, I think, are worse. But at the end of the day, what's the difference between the word sex and the word fuck other than just kind of what everybody's hyped that word up to be? They're just mouth noises that mean the exact same thing. Um, you know, what's funny is that my mom, when she gets pissed off, she will invent new words and she starts combining them all together. Like, you know, uh, she called my dad an ass fucking hole one time. You ass fucking hole. And <laughs> he and I started laughing immediately. Like, you know, one of the hybrid cuss words, she cusses like a sailor, which is, you know, I come by it honestly myself. Um, but yeah, dude. Combining cuss words, it's, it's one of my favorite things. I started cursing when parents weren't around in probably the fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was saying a lot of bad shit at a young age. And I was able to curse in front of my father, I think middle school-ish, eighth grade, seventh grade. We were watching South Park and shit, you know, it was on. And uh just became the vernacular. So I heard my dad say fuck for the first time when I was, I think, 14. And it was only that one time. And then he definitely didn't start saying it regularly until probably like five, six years ago. I knew I like he always said it, you know, when we weren't around. But I definitely never heard my mom curse until about three, four years ago. And my dad, like I we were on a softball trip that for my sister and like. Those were our vacations as kids. So we always kind of resented my sister for that. (laughs) She had these fucking travel softball tournaments where, you know, we'd have to load up the whole family. And so me and my other sister would just fucking sit there in hotel rooms and watch TV, just bored out of our minds while we were in, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina or whatever, doing nothing. And so she, uh, she got taken to this softball tournament for this travel team where I think she was a little bit younger than everybody else. But my dad asked the guy, like, is she going to pitch? Or are you just bringing her for like depth? Cause if it's depth, then no, we're staying home. And the guy's like, Nope, I need her. And then we got there and he didn't use her like at all. Oh, and, man. and we're sitting at the pool in the hotel. And my dad walks over to the guy that put it all together that he asked in the first place. And I'm like sitting there in the pool real close to him. <laughs> and my dad goes, so, did you actually think you were going to play her or did you know you were going to do this? The guy goes, I kind of knew, but I thought this would be good for her. And my dad's like, you motherfucker, you owe me $1,500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm sitting there in the pool going, yes. <laughs> oh, dude, that shit was so expensive. It was yeah. never even an option for me to play travel sports. I mean, one, I wasn't that good, but even if it was a possibility, my parents would be like, no, dog, go play with your friends. It's not that serious. <laughs> You're I in the played, hood. I Pick played travel basketball. baseball, but, like, they just didn't book us to really go that far. Like, I think the first furthest we went was probably, like, Youngstown. Um, So I used to Irish dance when I was young. <laughs> of like, course uh, you did. The Hibernian like, Club? At the Hibernian Club. have led the weirdest <laughs> life. To, when I was Fucking like, river dancer. <laughs> dude, when I was like two, two, three, and four. You know what I mean? Like I was two years old, three years old, four years old. Uh, these uh, feshes would be. How like, do you dance at two? How do you do anything at two? Irish dance, dude. I had the, the little outfits and I had like awards that I had won and shit. And, uh. I don't know. I can't remember. I know that we went to Ontario. We went to Canada for one of these feshes. And um, I can't. sometime around five, like kindergarten or something, I'm like, hey, I had to like take my dad. I'm a, I'm a five-year-old. I'd be like, dad, I need to talk to you. And we go for this walk by this lake. And I'm like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to play fucking baseball with my friends. And he's like, all right, well, you know, you don't have to Irish dance. And, uh, you know, that was probably one uh, decision that, that that diverged into a fat Dave Heron, you know. 
in in some other reality, there's a thin Dave Heron who's a fucking Irish dancer and shit. You probably would have been farly sized. You probably still would have been fat. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, dude, Irish dance. There's somewhere there's video, but I don't think I have it. You probably would have cleaned up with the ladies doing Irish dancing too. Yeah, all these freckles. Yeah, dude. just tapping your foot on their pussies. <laughs> <laughs> That's an advanced move. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. I was dancing like three, and you're just remembering it. I was just like, I wouldn't even think about to talk about it. I don't even know if I would remember doing it. So the reason I remember is because... Um, the costumes. Know, well, the, the the outfits, and I've seen the, I've, the outfits hung in my closet, you know, the, the entire time I grew up. But um, there, I saw videos of it when I was younger, and then also... I remember uh, being in Ontario. We we drove all the way up to Ontario for these th- these this fesh, and then uh, are you are you saying fesh? Fesh. That's what. Thank it's you, thank you for saying it. I didn't want to sound F- dumb. I know the dumb one. F e s h. I think is how it's spelled, or that's how it sounds anyway. But it's called an Irish fesh. And I woke up at like six in the morning at the hotel and. Uh, grabbed my bike and I was riding my bike around the parking lot of the hotel and my parents wake up and I'm not in the room and they're like what the fuck and my dad comes running outside what the fuck are you doing screaming at me <laughs> I'm like <laughs> ride my bike he's like it's seven o'clock in the morning get back inside um I was young as fuck and then also uh what's the other thing I, I remember the lake I remember telling him I don't want an Irish dance anymore and that that was at a fesh around here somewhere I can't remember maybe they used to do them, God, I can't remember if it was out at, I don't even remember. I know, riveting story, but. Uh, no, no, please tell us about your days. It's, this is answer. a, yeah, it's very much a plot twist. F-E-I-S is how you spell it. Fesh. 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 I don't think it's I care for that. I'm, I'm learning something. Yeah, dude, my dad uh, was a bartender at the Hibernians, and, um, you know, we did all the Christmas stuff there where you get the, you know, gift from Santa Claus, and I think he was probably Santa Claus a couple times. It was all kinds of uh, mad Irish shit when I was growing up. That's why I like Notre Dame. You know, uh, technically, although, you know, my high school is, like, part of the Notre Dame, the same brotherhood. Um as Notre Dame or whatever, but people are like, you didn't go to Notre Dame. Why do you like Notre Dame? It's like, I don't think I had a choice growing up as a, you know, Irish child, Irish dancing. That was the predominant culture in my family. Like I'm only a quarter Irish, but like, I think that my grandfather was pretty much the only grandparent that was like proud. Everybody else is like, uh, we're German and we're going to go kill Nazis. Well, I mean, it's the better. It's the better of the cultures, even with all the Nazi stuff. I don't know if you if you separate the Nazis, German stuff is just a bunch of beer and big pretzels and accordion music. It's a good time. Yeah, but, but the Nazis really weigh things down. It's it's a big yeah. weight on top of the culture. So uh, plus, like again, both grandfathers fought in World War II, so I, like there was no real German heritage. Like my my grandmother, she was a hundred percent German, and she was like. I think first generation American and it was, she just fully developed like as an Irish person. She, as soon as she married my grandfather, she's like, Nope, I'm just fucking Irish. Ruth, <laughs> grandma Ruth. She was very, very Irish, but not Irish bloodline wise. I mean, to be fair, what, what did the Irish even do? You know, they just get drunk and fight. Like they never invented anything. Did anybody Irish invent anything? What what have uh, they ever what have they contributed to society? It's a good no time. offense, Dave. It's good times. They, I guess they haven't tried to eliminate a population of people, so there's that. But uh, number one answer: ginger women. <laughs> Big pasty titties. He's a fan. Uh, I guess like that whole St. Patrick driving out the snakes was actually him driving out like Protestants. Oh yeah, they do. They there's some racist over there, you know. Yeah. yeah. They just called them snakes. That's good. That's a good slang. 
<laughs> Dude, that's Lima is filled with people that are not like never went to Notre Dame, but like this whole like area is like got a big Notre Dame following because just like the Irish Catholic population in in the Midwest. There's a ton of Notre Dame fans. I'm like you guys gonna go to school there? Root for a state school. That's where you can afford to go. They're like the college football Yankees. Like they're they're so just like prestigious and filled with tradition, leading so far back that like they're like the Yankees. And their fans are pricks, even though they haven't accomplished anything in years. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I've noticed. Yeah, it's like I don't Michigan mind Notre Dame. Notre Dame. It's like I, I like Notre both Dame. of those schools a lot better than Ohio State. That's fine, Brian. We know you're mm-hmm. uh, you're just the troll. You're the no. Hey, this here. is how I feel in my heart. My heart of hearts. If it was the Olympics and every state was a country, we'd be rooting for Ohio. That's where the heart is. Ohio is where the heart is. But this that is, our is country. that's that's not how it works. It's a school that I didn't go to. That's fair. I mean, I get, I get the the not loving Ohio State, but it. Yeah, and you guys are. Dicks. You can't shit on anybody for for liking them. Yes, I can, and I do, and I will. I know, I know, you do. It's fucking insane. It's insane <laughs> to me. It's okay. It's fine. Fuck you guys. The crown is heavy. Love the Ohio State players. They the Browns picked. I think those are good moves. But so there we go. Overall, not a fan. We the Browns made a big move this weekend. Yeah, dude. I what's his name? Jawan. Uh, what is it? How do you no. say it? what? Is, what? How do you? What is it? It's something like that, right? No. But keep trying. Keep no, trying. I'm not. I'm gonna look it up. I'm not gonna sit here and sound fucking like a. Two more shots at it. Come on. I don't remember his name, man. I know he's a defensive end, uh-huh. a pro bowler. I can't uh-huh. remember his name to save my life. How do you? What it was? Keep going. It's not Jawan. No, it's not Jawan like Jawan Howard. I know that. I'm just trying to, trying to remember it, man. I I don't remember what his name is. Zadarius Smith. Zadarius. 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 I knew there was. Sounded African American. Oh yeah, basically yeah. It's made me to be a racist. I'm gonna lose my job. Jawan. I knew it was a. Uh, Latrell. Oh fuck <laughs> off. Fuck Juana off, man. <laughs> I knew there was like a hyphen in it, dude. That's all I remember can remember. Oh my god. Nope, not that. There's not? It's not a hyphen, no. It's like two syllables. Like Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm good in the hood, man. It's There's an apostrophe funny. in there. Apostrophe. I said hyphen. Sorry. Yes. Again, dumb, dude. Dumb. Like I, <laughs> but that's the best part of the show. Being dumb is not being racist. I just want to clarify. <laughs> I'm not being racist. <laughs> if it was a white guy, I'd be like, what's his name? Like Ethan or like Taylor or, you know, the Joe. What is it? Oh, Eric. Okay. It's funny be because fair. it's funny because when my buddy Jerry makes fun of racists, these are the exact examples he uses. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> He's like, I know there's a dash in there somewhere. <laughs> oh God, I'm getting dragged. Uh, for con for context, I should say that Jerry's black. But... Yeah, that's that makes me feel even better. He's like, these I'm are the saying. people that you got to be worried about. I've met white Jerry, so it's good that you that you narrowed that down. Well, that no, that's Jerry. Jerry's black. Dude. That's what I'm saying. You have another friend that's white named Jerry. He doesn't know any other Jerry's, dude. No, that's the only Jerry? Brian doesn't mm-hmm. see color. With the know? red hair. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. Brian's so woke. that He performed with us in Kenmore. When was I ever in Kenmore? Where is Kenmore? Wait, no, not Kenmore. Ravenna, my bad. The uh, We did the Eagles Club in... Was it the Eagles or was it the VFW? It was the VFW in Ravenna. Remember that show with Chris Harvey and Jerry? No. Who the hell is Jerry now? He's a comic? Well, he's performed a couple times. He's a good friend of mine from way back in college. Who am I thinking of? The guy with the red hair and the beard. Red hair, red beard. That's Jerry. He's black. 
Is he albino black? What? He he is, yes. You just blew my mind. Oh yeah. Damn. Yeah. Dave's pulling out all the stops, dude. I He's mean, out I'm here just... tricking us. I don't remember him doing any sets though. Yeah, he he did one at uh, at the beginning of that show in, at the VFW in Ravenna. Okay. Me, you and Chris Harvey. And he talks about it a lot in his set. Oh, I mean, I don't remember him doing comedy, so I definitely don't remember his set. Yeah. That was like the second time he did comedy, I think. Damn, I don't remember Jerry. I don't know him. Yeah, I don't think you've ever met him, Kyle. No. All right. Yeah, I don't know. We're We're learning new things. We're learning new things. Dave's the only one that's not racist. No, he's a river dancer. Yeah. But he's Irish, dude. Come on. Come on. (laughs) My Did you stop river table. dancing and your dad just started punching you in the face? What do you mean? The, the Irish are notorious for beating their children, aren't they? No, no. My dad was good. Yeah, it's kind of a big um, thing. They, uh, I, I, he started coaching baseball. You know, we, nice. I, I started playing baseball and then I played that until I, uh, got sick of standing around. Like baseball, playing baseball was such a boring fucking thing. Like it was fun, and I, you know, I was decent at it or whatever. But like, I don't know, man. Just all the time standing around and shit. It's like I should be doing something else, dude. I loved playing baseball. Same. I, I absolutely eight. loved it. I, I'm trying to think. When did I? I think I stopped when I, right before high school or something. Yeah, dude. I, I thought baseball was league. the most fun because you'd like you had all the time to dick around. You had so much time to dick around. Like, football, like, if you went up against somebody better than you, like, you were physically getting your dick handed to you. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting yeah. fucking beat up. I liked basketball a lot, but I was fucking short and fat. Like, I didn't play much. Baseball, I was decent, and you had to fuck around and talk shit. Dude, I was notorious shit talker in baseball. This team called me Santa Claus one year. They were chanting Santa Claus at me, and I was fucking <laughs> dropping doubles on them, dude. It was the fucking worst. Like, if you if you were sitting out a game and you had to just watch from the bench, that was, like, the most boring experience. Yeah, I don't ever remember sitting, but we didn't have a whole lot of kids. In travel baseball, sometimes when I was catching, like, they'd give me a game or two off. Yeah, that would blow. It was boring as fuck. You sit there by yourself when everybody else is in the field because we didn't have like a bunch of kids. It's brutal. We, uh, I, I think I played through like six or no, yeah, sixth grade, seventh grade. They went to a middle school team in Lima. All the grade schools had their own team. Like we had like thirteen kids in our class, so like we had like two classes, and like that was just our whole team. And we'd play like other like shitty city schools, and then there was a couple private schools. Um, so it was, it was sweet because you got to play so much. Everybody got to play. And, like, we would beat up on the city schools pretty good, except for, like, one where all my now friends played. I didn't know them at the time. And uh, the only home run I ever hit off of a kid was off of uh, my buddy James Marshall. And uh, it was, like, a super shitty weather game. And, like, I don't think they even had nine kids show up. They had eight, so they had two in the outfield. And I just fucking roped it and... It was nasty, and I made it around the bases. I waddled around. I think I hit it. I think I hit it so far because he threw so hard as a young kid. You know, and uh-huh. was, you know, physics and uh, yeah. So I talked shit. He's like, I don't even remember who you were, dude. He's like, well, you weren't even a blip on our radar. And I was like, that's probably fair, but I still talk shit to him from time to time about it. It's, it's a good memory to have. Good for you. That was your one yeah. dinger. One dinger. We had one. And it was in. It was just like in a field. Like there was no wall. We had one. We had one diamond. Diamond two that had a, a fence around it. I never hit it over diamond two. Nice. I hit my fair share of dingers. I did okay. My uh, my best baseball moment was on my birthday. I think it was in G League. We were down the whole game to this um, team, and uh, I pitched. I, I think I pitched out the the ninth inning and then we had a couple runners on base and I cranked one the the 
Patterson Park in the outfield, if you go deep enough in the outfield, there's a hill that goes down into this thing called the pit, which my which one of my friends, <laughs> we were coming back drunk driving back from the Windsor, which is real close. It's a real small drunk drive. And uh, it was it had been raining. The hurricane came. He took his Cadillac down into that pit and was doing. He was he would circle the bases on Patterson Park, and then he tried to go down into the pit. He got his Cadillac stuck and got <laughs> out. He he left it. He left it in in the the baseball field, and the next morning they were towing it out of the thing. And uh, my cousin had a tow truck. And he called my cousin, was like, hey, can you go get my truck real quick? And the cops were like, hey, what's going on here? And he was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He, did, he didn't get in trouble at all. Anyway, at that place, Patterson Park, I cranked one down into the pit, and our runners scored, and we won the game. My dad, like, signed, had me sign the ball and, like, put it in a little plastic thing and, like, you know, wrote a message on it and shit. And it's, like, in a cabinet somewhere in, their, in my mom and dad's house. Pit ball? Pit ball, yeah. Hello. My name is Clara, and I'm with Medicare Benefits. All right. Sorry. I had a scam call. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to change this, but last week, I don't think I talked to you guys. I think I texted this to you. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, yeah. So last week, I got a scam call. I answer them always. I try to capture them. I, no one's really believed me, and I got Allison once. Um They'll call, and if they have like, if they're asking for a credit card number, if it's one of the scams where they want you to give them a credit card number, they go, "Oh, you pay all your bills on time. We're gonna lower your interest rate. Give me your Visa card starting with four two six six." So what I do is I'll start reading them like eight to ten numbers, and then I will stop and I will cuss them out. I'll normally say something about them being a closeted homosexual <laughs> because they're they're in a culture where that is very frowned upon. And you can almost, you can get, I've done it maybe a half dozen times where you can catch them and they will argue with you over the phone and cuss you out. Last week I got a guy to call me the N word six times. Uh, Oh yeah, dude, it was wild. It was complete. If I was going to be able to do it, I was going to put it right up here and I was going to do it. I was going to pull it off. Um, But they'll fuck you, fuck you. And I was, you know, telling the guy, I was like, you, you have sex with your son because that's the only way people won't find out that you're a homosexual. It's okay. You can come out. <laughs> you can come over to my house. I'll spank you. Stuff like that. You know, and just, you get him, weren't dude. You, weren't you calling him daddy? Oh, yeah. I was calling him daddy. I was like, he was like, you're a tough guy. You're a tough guy. I'll come to your house. What's your address? And I was like, yeah, you can come over to my house. Daddy, I'll give you my address. Come on over here. I'll make a real man out of you. Just all this shit. Just be like, you're going to die unhappy because you're a closeted homosexual. And they just, they hate it. But. It's one less grandma they call and get their credit card if you keep them on the phone. So <laughs> I love them. I absolutely love them. I had a guy once, the one that Allison heard, we were cooking dinner and I just was like cutting up vegetables, like sous chefing for Allison as she was making dinner. And that's, you know, kind of my role in the kitchen. And I just put it on speakerphone and this, I'm just like cutting tomatoes up. And this guy tells me, he's like, climb back into your mother's pussy so I can give her an abortion. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's such a good line, dude. That's such a good line. I never get, like, people on the line. It's always fucking recordings. Oh, I'll get people. It'll be, I'm from the credit card company. You've been paying your bills off. We want to lower your interest rate to 0% for 18 months. Can you verify your credit card number? And that's how they do you. And then you just give them. You get you lead them on a little bit, and then you fucking you hook yeah. the fish. You hook the fish. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but <laughs> if that would have worked out, dude, that would have been fucking podcast gold. The next time that happens, fire up your computer and and start and hit record like right now. I'll be driving and shit like that. You know, it's not like it's it's not always accessible, but I am gonna find a way to record them. I wish I could call them. You have an iPhone, right? Yeah, yeah. Just do your screen record. It won't record my voice. Oh, really? That's right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I've I've thought about that. But anywho, I digress. Uh, Screen record on my phone has option for for mic and media audio. Hmm. Yeah, but your phone's garbage and you can fuck yourself. Why do you hate his phone? Are you an Android guy? Yeah, he's an Android uh, guy. I've I've got a, a brand new Samsung. 
I don't understand the, the cell phone hate. People, iPhone people and Samsung people hate each other. And I don't understand it at all. Uh, I mean, Apple lost me way back when they started trying to lock down music when everybody was pirating music in the I mean, but early thousands. They did. You, you know, you couldn't. Like I, I have friends who you know lost entire music catalogs because they couldn't re-register the Apple device with the computer, the computer that they used to upload it crashed or whatever. When All was this? Shit. I mean, this is like when iTunes first came out. Um, well, they obviously yeah, was, backed off quick because I had a bunch of Apple devices with nothing but pirated music on them, and I never had problems. Oh yeah, I don't know. Either way, uh, <laughs> your anti-supporting office uh, artist. Yeah, Dave. What's it? You don't support artists. Yeah. You steal. You steal people's hard work. Uh, how's saliva gonna afford all that cocaine? Steal their music. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find a way, man. Click, um, click, boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so like. Just everything about Apple I can't stand. One bit. It you know what? It fucking it pains me to have to subscribe to their service to watch Ted Lasso and uh Severance. Watch Shrinking too. It's ama- it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, and you know what? I, multiple people keep telling me to watch it and I keep forgetting. It's the best show since Ted Lasso. Fuck. Wow, that's pretty quick turnaround. Dude, Party Down is so fucking good. The whole ca- the whole all three seasons crack me the fuck up. I I mean I'm I've rewatched the first two. I haven't watched any of the new season yet though. Nice. To go back to the baseball stuff, I fucking sent it off to the side, but when I was in sixth grade, you I got was molested. In... <laughs> no, no. This is a pretty wild story though. I uh I was in the on deck circle and like you know I'm trying to swing for the fences every time like fucking if you're not hit I hit one home run but I wanted to hit a home run every yeah. time like I was, actually I would lay down I'd lay down a sacrifice bunt here and there that was always fun in little league and they'd overthrow you you'd get on you'd get a double off a bunt it's pretty good but no I was fucking you know cranking it up dude just cranking it up and a kid walked behind me as I hit my back swing Richard was his name. And I hit him in his temple, and he fell to the ground. They had to bring an ambulance out. It sounded like I hit a home run. Like, it cracked. Damn. He had to get 63 stitches in the two-inch. 63? 63 stitches in, like, a two-inch fucking section of his temple because they had they had it, it swelled so bad, they had to stitch it in, like, five different layers. It was fucking wild. Like, one of my teammates was like, you killed him. And then, like, my mom was like, don't tell him you fucking killed him. You know, like, was mad at the other kid. And it was fucking pandemonium. And I think that's kind of why I stopped playing baseball. Subconsciously. Damn. Yeah, I fucking Yeah, you almost up. killed a kid. I, uh, this kid was not a fan of me. His, uh, his mom, we found out. At one of our basketball games, we were sitting on the bench and all the parents were behind us. And she was having a true romance uh, party. And we heard, overheard that she was having a true romance party when we were in middle school. So we just like came in the next day. It's like, dude, your mom sells dildos for a living. (laughs) 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 And so he became known as the kid whose mom sells dildos. And it's just kind of like. That's Rhodes. not what you want to be known as. That is no, not. Dude. That's not the kid you want to be. The dildo prince. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the dildo prince of Lima. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> the heir to the throne. What a shitty mom. Fucking suck it up. Don't have these parties. You could live without it until your kids are fucking in college. Buy dildos yeah. on the on the sly. Our. Uh... My mom told me about it, all about it. And she goes, she gave the one of the kids on my team, his mom was the librarian at the school. And she gave her a penis eraser. <laughs> like she was going to use it at work in the school. Okay. Don't just gloss over penis eraser. <laughs> 
Like it, is that like the an new actual... name of the episode? Pencil <laughs> eraser. Is is that are we talking like a, like a, a rubber like actual eraser for pencils? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I definitely thought that that was just like a, a sex toy that was <laughs> oh, oh, doing no. something crazy. <laughs> it sounds like a the name of like a feminist like pop punk women's band. <laughs> it's like a it's like a cock cage. Yeah. <laughs> just totally gets rid of it. Just makes it all flat. Uh, that's fucking good. No, it was an actual like rubber eraser that you would just use to fix mistakes. It was shaped like a cock. And the, so this lady was the one selling the parties, or was she one the? Was it just like hosted at her place and a rep came by, or did she, was she just like everybody buy my dildos? I don't really know. My mom didn't go to the dildo party that I'm aware of. She didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't hear that much. But I remember my mom laughing and being like, this is outlandish that you did this at a middle school basketball game. I was just inviting the other moms over to a dildo <laughs> party. And we just happened to overhear it and just completely ruined this kid. <laughs> I was a mean boy, dude. I was, I was a boy, yeah. dude. One time, everybody. my mom called my cousin a dildo. Uh, again, going back to her not knowing what things are, it was just like a nonsensical word in her mind, and we all started laughing, and she didn't know it was funny. <laughs> my cousin had to explain to her what a dildo was. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, repressed memories. I totally forgot about ruining this kid's popularity right before we went into high school. <laughs> Wait, oh, is man. that the same kid you hit? Yeah, same kid. Oh man, you ruined that kid's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I mean, you I think he did. Pray okay. he doesn't snap. No, I think he's like he's. I mean, they're pretty solid family. You know, I don't think he's gonna do anything. I think he just kind of get him on the podcast. He went and went and joined the band, and uh, you know, he he carved out a nice living. I'm sure he's doing all right. But he's probably not a fan. He's probably not listening. You know. <laughs> I got hit with a bat playing adult softball. We were in a men's league, and uh, this kid I went to high school with, I don't, I, I really don't think he did it on purpose, but if he did, he did have the right. I, I wasn't the meanest of high school kids, but something about his face, I didn't care for it. He had the worst mustache, and I just, I, I called it a trash dash every single day, and uh, his name was Fatty Abukader, and Fatty was playing softball on the other team, and like I don't even think we acknowledged that we knew each other. Like I, I, I That's how Rocky River people are. Like you went to high school, you kind of knew them in passing or you made fun of their mustache every single day. And then you see them later on in life or outside of school and you just don't acknowledge each other. And so this kid was, uh, he was hitting and I was catching and there was like a, a outside horrible pitch and he puts his bat back on his shoulder. So I like reach out to grab it before it hits the ground, but it was, you know, I'm reaching out and he took a cut at it and just smashed my forearm with a metal bat. Oh. It, oh, it hurt. It hurt bad. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. If he did it on purpose, good on him because I, I probably deserved it. Was his name Fatty? Like, or is that just like the shitty nickname you gave no, him? No. He is Middle Eastern, so that is his name, name. Dude, what a cool name. <laughs> but it was, cool I think it was F A D I. Fatty, dude. Yeah, dude. I think Fatty with the trash dash. Fatty Arbuckle, you know, like something like that. One of those old timey nicknames. It just everybody called you that. Probably not fun in, in grade and in, in middle and high school. Maybe when you're more comfortable with yourself as an adult, it's probably a fun name to have. Was he fat? Nah, I mean like a little tub, a little chubby, but like not like a fat guy. Ah, oh, damn. Like yeah, if me or Dave or something were called name was Fatty, like that'd be tight. Fatty, Dude, fatty, boomba laddie. I pretty much became a bully realizing that I'm smarter than everybody else. So people would like say some shit to me and then I would just cut them to the bone to the point where they would just stop talking shit to me and just do it behind my back. Yeah, that's it was a defense mechanism for the fats, dude. I remember yeah. in like second grade somebody called me fat and I was like, your mom smokes crack or something. And they're like, oh shit, we're not fucking with Kyle anymore. You, know? <laughs> you smell like fucking piss, you know, it's just really like, yeah, he does smell like piss. No, I I was more of like a, a physical presence than a say something that would cut to the bone. I was you, just the biggest, strongest kid. You were beating people up? No, like I, you know, deliver a punch to the arm or something like that. Sure. Oh, that's just, that's just boys being boys. They were good punches. But like it wasn't, I mostly did it to my friends. Like it, it, I really didn't like bully people, I don't think. 
but uh, you know, typically if I was going to give somebody hell, it was going to be somebody that was a worthy adversary. I made it on two hit lists, one in middle school, one in high school. And it wasn't the Dildo Prince of Lima. No, it wasn't. It was another kid. You belonged on his hit list. Dude, I, 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 dude, I, was, not, I was not nice to that kid. His sister thought she was a dog for a long time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? He had a, a sister. She could have made she could have made thousands of dollars a month. Oh honest, yeah, uh, OnlyFans. If yeah, she, she missed the window. She was before her time. From like this girl was in my sister's grade, and from like fourth to eighth grade, like this girl thought she was a dog. Oh like, no, that's way too people. much. Like, fourth to eighth grade is is way too old for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Allison loves this story. Loves me talking about her. <laughs> yeah, yeah girl thought she was a dog. I don't know. Like this family was weird. <laughs> I'm sure they were dealing with some fucking shit in their lives that, like, I should not have been making fun of them. You know, it was probably, like, a really hard time, but, nah, dude. I, I would not have been able to resist a fucking dog sister and a dildo yeah, mom. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, they were setting up the tea for me, man. I was just... Yeah, that's way too much. Dude, imagine you did make this dude's list, and he turns on the podcast and hears us call him the dildo prince of Lima <laughs> with the... With the dog sister and dildo mom, dude. With two different kids. Two different kids. He's, two different he's, kids. Putting the, he's putting the red lipstick on right now. These are <laughs> these are two different kids. Dildo Prince and Dog Dog Girl are that's two different families. Oh okay. Doo up, shooby doo up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get myself killed. i What are the other hit lists you're on? Just some kid in high school that just didn't like anybody. It was long. <laughs> it was a long one. Wasn't an exclusive company list. Is is he your nemesis? I don't even know if I like was even mean to that kid. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think he, he was didn't just like, like didn't like the I cut was, of your jib. Yeah, dude. I was just talking shit too much. You know, and he probably just was like I was annoying him in class. I just laughed at that one when I found out I was on that one. The first one, I was a little nervous, and the school didn't do anything about it. What'd you do to that one? What do you mean? What'd you do to land on that list? The first one? Oh, that was like the dog sister. Like, me and him, like the same girl. He ended wait. up getting the girl. Okay, wait. let's wait. go ahead. The first one was in middle school. That was and, with and the dog was, sister. It, so you the that, that kid did have a hit list? The bro, the older brother was in my crate. And, yeah. That, had, like, that you hit in the head with a bat? No, that the hit in the head with the bat is a completely different kid. That's Dildo, Dildo Prince. Prince. Yeah. Oh, I thought Dildo Prince had the dog sister. No. no okay. Okay. Kid. My bad. This is another one of seven kids that I grew up with in my class. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just it's amazing that I'm not more fucked up. But yeah, no, I kind of bullied that kid pretty good. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, he ended up, he, the kid in middle school that had the hit list went to high school with me and knocked a girl up his freshman year, and she had twins. God damn. Yeah. That's brutal. He got what was coming to him, you know. I got, uh, I got the, the one time I got in trouble for bullying, like it wasn't, I was one of the few seniors and even juniors that actually ate lunch in the cafeteria every day. Cause I packed a lunch and everybody else had cars and money and went out to uh, like restaurants or home. But me and a couple buddies that were seniors, we would always eat in the cafeteria and it, which was mostly freshmen and sophomores. And we would have the weirdest people hang out with. We would invite them to our table and just kind of, it was like a Howard Stern whack pack. Like it was just the strangest kids. And then there was this one kid who always walked in and he was a, a real arrogant, shitty kid. And he was the first first dude at the school to really walk around with uh, a satchel, which we called a man purse, of course. And then he demanded we call it a satchel. So we called him satchel. And one day <laughs> while walking, <laughs> one day while walking by his table, I like sat down. I asked him if I could have, you know, some change for a soft pretzel. He said no. And then I look at his salad and he's got uh, like garbanzo beans, chickpeas all over his salad. And I, I had never seen them before. What a bitch. <laughs> I, I mean, I eat so much hummus now. I'm a big fan as it turns out. But I had never <laughs> seen them out in the wild and raw. So he's got them all over his salad. And I'm like, what are those? He goes, garbanzo beans. I'm like, oh, that's a fun word. And then I grabbed one off of his salad and I ate it. And he went to the fucking principal over that. Ugh. 
and I got in trouble for what they they're like. This is same sex harassment. I'm like, do you hear yourselves right now? I right? ate one of his garbanzo beans. That's it. I'm sorry for doing that, but like, I don't think that this is a trip to the principal's office worthy kind of thing. They're like, well, you've been giving him a hard time. I'm like, we call him Satchel. He carries a satchel. He didn't like man purse. That's it. I'm the starting left tackle on the football team. On the I'm a three year starter. I'm a three year starter. <laughs> Man, uh, I uh, I almost got expelled from school multiple times. Uh, my favorite one was when I convinced a kid to throw a chair out the window in uh, college algebra trig class. And uh, <laughs> uh, did we did we talk about this before? Because I, I yeah you the next day yeah you did yeah yeah that was probably that was a good one. Um, <laughs> when I asked, we had a a religion teacher who was a redhead. Her name was Miss Tui. She uh, found God after she fell off a fifth story balcony oh. in Cancun on spring break, having we a good time, and got yeah having a dildo party. She got locked out of her room and tried to climb a, a, over the balcony from the the room next door. Was she teaching she at this point? No, okay. she was partying. Okay. She, she fell off the fifth-story balcony, smacked her head on the fourth-story balcony, which knocked her out. So then she was limp when she hit the pavement, which they said saved her life. And she's like, oh, God saved my life. So now I'm a religion <laughs> teacher. And uh, God filled me I with would, tequila and made me crawl across a fucking yeah, balcony. Dude, I asked her, I go, so wait a minute, were you, a, were you a virgin at this point? And she's like, that's a very inappropriate question. I was always... <laughs> I would play devil's advocate and argue. We would split the class for a debate, like pro-abortion, anti-abortion, and I would argue both sides. And she's like, you can't argue both sides. But I would, like, make convincing points, you know, for whichever side was up, you know. Um, yeah, she fucking hated me. You never had religion class, Brian, did you? I had religion class. I went to Catholic grade school. Did you? And then I went to uh, public high school and then back to Catholic college. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, my niece is going to Mercyhurst. Ooh, yeah. Apparently, it's a far more fun place than when I was there. Good, I'm glad to hear it. Tell her to do the intelligence program. That's like the best thing they got. The intelligence program. What is that? They have an intel program set up, like partnered with the FBI and CIA. <laughs> but you can do it for a bunch of stuff. Like I have, I have buddies that do like corporate security and shit like that. I wish I would have fucking done that. I will mention it to her. That sounds a very, very smart move. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. They gave her a football scholarship. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's kicking. Dude, that school is fucking intense. I like because of that intelligence program, like at least when I was there, um, so many of the kids didn't. They they were assuming that once they went out into the workforce, they'd be hair follicle tested. Because if you go FBI or CIA, they will hair follicle test you. So weed was treated like it was like a drug drug. It was really hard to find. It was really expensive. I still bought it, but like it wasn't good stuff or anything. I'm sure that's changed now that people would just go to Michigan or something like that. But um, but the RAs in the on-campus apartments, even like you know, apartments, dorms, everything... They were fucking, they weren't playing around. There was no just kind of letting shit slide. They were like actual police. They got us in trouble a bunch. When first We were sophomores. It was like the second weekend. Everybody was moving in still. This was, it was the first weekend, but we'd been there for weeks and weeks because of football camp. And um, we were sophomores. I wasn't on the travel squad. So like I and a, a couple other buddies went and got the beer for everybody that was coming home after the game. And so we had like 150 beers and we crack a couple open. We're just watching a movie. We're not even being rowdy, but our blinds were kind of fucked up. So they were like at an angle and we were in the basement and two of the RAs saw beers and they're like, this is sophomore housing. Nobody's 21. So seven RAs came in, gave us all drinking tickets, made us pour out all 150 beers in the bathtub. Oh my God. At a college, nobody's making noise. We're, We're watching a movie. Dude, we used to just get so rowdy in the dorms that I don't think anybody got in trouble. We had we put up signs in the dorm for blackout Thursdays, and it was basically like, hey, let's just have dorm parties and just everybody get blacked out in the dorm. Nope. Mercyers did not do that. There was there were 
the the RAs, your your peers were the ones that got you into trouble. Ugh. I uh, I got arrested. Well, not arrested. <laughs> I got ticketed for underage drinking behind our fraternity house when it, it was like the twelfth warning. He, they had given us eleven warnings, and they're like, "The next time I see you out here drinking, we're ticketing you." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then they, the dude popped around the corner on us one night. And I'm holding like a fucking, like a honey wheat ale or some shit. What what was that? Uh, honey brown. Honey brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was holding a honey, but fuck it. I didn't even want it. My buddy's like, "Here, take. You want this honey brown?" I'm like, "No, I'm good." And he's like, "Oh, come on." And I'm like, "Ugh, all right, I'll drink it." They're gross. And I popped it, took like two sips, and the guy comes walking around the corner, gives us all tickets. But it was, they had warned us so much that it was like, you know, nobody could complain. And even then, one of the dudes that was over 21 got into an altercation with them, got hip tossed. They about, you know, dug their knees into his spine and fucking put him in the, in the car and took him away. And because uh, he just would, he kept fucking with them. He wanted them to give him our alcohol, and they're like, "Well, did you buy it for them?" And he's like, "No, it wasn't me." And they're like, "We could get you for yada yada," and uh, he just made a fucking stink for no reason and went to jail. But uh, yeah, we—I mean, we could have done anything we wanted inside, but we had a volleyball court, a sand volleyball court in the back, so we were out there drinking all the time, playing sand volleyball, getting caught. Oh yeah, the. The good old days, am I right? Yeah. Well, I mean, with uh, only a couple minutes left, we might as well talk some sports real quick. Yeah, yeah. You want to <laughs> you want to give us the Guardians update? Josh Naylor, the Josh Naylor weekend, all Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor with three go-ahead home runs in the eighth inning each time. Fucking phenomenal. They would have swept this series if it wasn't for Emmanuel Classe who finally started hitting 101 again with his velocity, uh, but blew, you know, two saves. Like, well, blew one save, but the second one gave up two runs and almost blew it. It, it, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's hanging it right over the plate and and where he wasn't a big strikeout guy last year. He blew four saves all year. He's blown four saves already this year. And, they're just they're, people are making solid contact. Nobody could actually barrel up a ball on that guy last year, and I don't know what's going on. He's just serving it up, so that sucks. But uh, overall, they're still most of the team's not hitting that great. Josh Naylor saved them this weekend. It's weird to see him do what he's done and be so tame about it. Like if he did what he did this past weekend, he would be fucking losing his mind last year. And I, I think that he just he hates that he did that last year. So I don't think we're gonna get the maniac Josh Naylor anymore. Don't you kind of need that though? Because you you kind of want him to fire up the fucking troops, right? I want it. I would love it. I'm all about it. I, from what I was told, uh, he, he that one about him going nuts last year, where he's you know yelling, "I want all the smoke." Andre not put that video out, and then like Barstool kind of ran with it, and then the next day. Josh Naylor's like, hey, like I really don't want my grandma to see that. Can you please get that taken down? And at that point, they're like, ah, it's it's way too late, bud. So like, I don't think he likes that about himself. I think he needs to let it out, though. Um, I I love that he's such a fucking maniac. It came back to bite him in the playoffs as the the Yankees were doing it back to him. Um, but maybe it could also be because he struggled so much and now he's finally doing something. That he's like, okay, maybe right now is not the time to be a fucking maniac as I'm hitting 220. Yeah, yeah, there's a little act like you've been there before type. Maybe, or just I haven't earned the right to be a fucking, you know, yeah, fool around the bases right now because he's the whole team's still struggling to hit. Um, hopefully, that the, those three home runs were an omen of what's to come. But Tanner Bybee still looks great, Logan Allen still looks great. That's awesome to have. I like that a lot. Cal Quantra looks fair at best. Yeah. Do you think that's what they're missing is just that fucking like, I don't know, playfulness or I don't know if that's the right word. Like what, what's going to, what is it going to take to get the bats going? Cause they're, they're not hitting the ball this year. Time weekend at Kalahari. (laughs) (laughs) I think just time. I think it'll come. 
Um, I don't. I, I'm hoping the power comes. I'm sure they'll hit for average better moving forward. I just I don't know if they'll be able to get the kind of power they need throughout the year. I know they were counting on Naylor, so this is big. He's officially now leading the team in home runs, which is embarrassing for Jose and Josh Bell. And you just you're not going to win games when like your stars are underachieving. You're going to have plenty of times in the lineup where uh, you know a mile straw isn't going to be able to carry the the team. Will Brennan finally getting a ton of meaningful at bats this year? He's probably never going to carry the team, but you know, Jose is supposed to be able to carry the team. Andres Jimenez is supposed to be able to carry the team. You're supposed to get thirty plus home runs on a Josh Bell. You're not getting any of that. Well, hopefully it comes around. You you you're very optimistic. I, I, you know, they're still not very far back. The AL Central is kind of garbage, and it's all about when you get hot. So as long as they tread water until fucking September, fine. It would yeah. be nice if they do these things so that it's just more entertaining to watch because a lot of these games are boring as shit. I still watch, but goddamn, you know, you score one run, this fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Are they still exclusively on Bally? Has that thing fallen? Like, are they getting paid? Dude, I don't even know what's going on with that. I still haven't heard back from that guy where I'm supposed to do that TV show. I don't know. I don't understand any of it. I'm just sitting tight, seeing what's happening. But Oh, I forgot all about the yeah. Brian Kenny Carr guy. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't know what's going on with that. The guy called me like a couple months ago. He's like, yep, it's still going on. Just it's been slow. And now it's supposed to be when everything's heating up, and I haven't heard from him still. So who knows? But, uh, with the with the, the networks, I know like there, there's been one Apple TV game on Sunday. There was a Peacock exclusive game, and then everything else has been Bally's. It's crazy. I've still yet to go to a game. I think I'm going to change that here. Real quick. I've been to one. That call from my dad was actually about me and him Memorial Day weekend are going to two games. Hell yeah, dude! That's yeah. great. That'd be nice. I'd love to go to a game with my dad, but he's dead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, dude. He would have loved me saying that. Do you want to go to one of the games with my dad and just have the dad experience? No, it's okay. You guys can have a catch afterwards? Huh? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Run the bases with him? Yeah, no, I'm good. I've deal with it fine. Um, it, it costs extra for him to tell you he's proud of you. Yeah. yeah. You got to buy him a couple ciders for that. Did I bring you here just to buy fucking hot dogs for you? You owe me fucking... You owe me $17, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't got You got any shows coming up? You, you, you kind of ran the gauntlet this weekend, are you? Westall's on Thursday and will be, but that might be sold out already. Oh, nice. Yeah. Other than that, I don't, I don't think I got too much. Nice. Dave, you got anything coming up? I'm not booked on anything, no. Hell no. Me either. Me either. I got nothing. I was thinking about putting out a Facebook message that says, book me. <laughs> I oh, John. June 1st, we're going to be doing Barstool Night at the Akron Rubber Ducks game. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's what's up. That's a Thursday, right? That is a Thursday, June 1st. First pitch, 635. Maybe I'll maybe I'll come down there. What are you guys doing? Are you it's just they're putting Will on the mic, you and Will on the mic? I think they're gonna put us on the mic. We'll do some like MC kind of shit and just like fuck around. I really don't know. We'll see how this goes. They were for a while there, they would do like mystery announcers. And if you like guessed it, you got like a free uh helmet of ice cream or something. Okay. I remember I was there and we guessed Aaron Goldhammer, but I was like way too drunk to uh I didn't turn it in, but we knew who it was. I don't think anybody's going to guess Brian Kenny. No, <laughs> no, I'd have a real hard time believing that. I don't know. After your big Mother's Day outing, you never know. Nothing. Humble. Probably you're not. A no. You're a Josh Naylor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think that does. It. That's a wrap on the Dildo Prince of Lima. I want to talk about the NBA playoffs, but we didn't get there, so we could talk about it next week. All right. See ya. Go Cleveland.
Yeah!